Welcome to the Elevate the Edge podcast. I'm Maribel Lopez of Lopez Research, and I'm joined with my co-host, Joe Peterson of Clarify 360. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Elevate the Edge is published bi-weekly. The podcast focuses on helping companies understand what edge computing is, how the market will evolve, and what you need to know to build successful edge computing strategies. Show notes and subscription links can be found at elevatetheedge.com slash episodes. We hope you'll enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome back to the Elevate the Edge podcast. I'm Maribel Lopez, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Joe Peterson. Hello. And we're here today with Janet Shines. I met Janet when she was the vice president of Verizon's Enterprise uh, Solutions. Uh, Since then, she's worked at Office Depot as the EVP of Chief Services and Solution Officer. And now she's the owner of her own firm, JS Group, where she focuses on innovative routes to market and the channel. So Janet, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to have a little chat. I am too. I mean, there's there's a lot we could be talking about, but today we're here to talk about retailers, data, the channel. Um, you've actually spent a lot of time working with retailers when you were at Verizon. You've spent a lot of time being a retailer, and now you're actually out helping companies of all types uh, try to find new ways to market. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is though, what kind of data should retailers be looking for um, or looking to get from the edge? And Do you see it as different than what they had access to before? You know, it's interesting. The edge empowers things like behavioral data, right? Uh, Location data. It it empowers things that typically weren't easy to get, right? Did I I put a shirt back um, and pick it back up? Did I come into the store a certain way? Did I drive into the store? Where did I go on the way to the store? It, It actually gives you data built on location and behavior that we never had access to before. And, you know, one of the keys for retailers is that's a lot of data. And quite frankly, the more data you have, uh, which comes from the edge, uh, the less likely you are to be able to protect it. And so the retailers really have to think about, although there is a plethora of data at the edge, what data is critical for them to improve the customer experience, drive, you know, improvements in their profit um, and ignore the other data that isn't because it just represents yet another risk um, having and keeping all that data. Well, that's, that's a great answer, Janet. I, you know, if you had to talk to a retailer about first mover advantage and how the edge could help with that, what would you point them to? You know, back in the day, I just want to go back in the day, back in the day, great uh, salespeople, local shops, right? They were at the edge. You went to the local butcher, you went to the local uh, clothes store and they knew you. They knew you bought a roast last weekend. They knew you liked your cold cut sliced thin. Well, we removed that kind of edge customer experience. We went with more remote, online, you know, big box stores. And now edge is kind of bringing that personalization back. So the head start is really around how do you engage the customer at that moment that matters with the data that will help you to have an exceptional customer experience. It feels like a friend is shopping with you. It feels like someone is helping you 
but not intruding on you. I don't want to see another pop-up ad that I looked one time 10 years ago for, you know, a baby buggy for someone. And now I constantly get baby buggy ads. Uh, it was for a shower gift. I don't need 20. I want to actually get real information. And if you, as I approach something, if you say, hey, you returned that same manufacturer last year because it didn't fit you right. That's super helpful. Or, you know, I went to buy sneakers and the sneakers were a half a size too small. Well, you know my foot size, you know what I bought. That data should pop up and say, hey, these run small. So the edge is really going to let you to bring that personalization back into the customer experience. So if you want to get an edge, it's about thinking about which experiences would differentiate you with your customers and how do you use the data at the edge to bring that experience to life. I love that. If you want to get an edge, you use the edge. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. um, I really like what you're saying because one of the things that we've been talking about a long time in retail is personalization. And in order to do that, you have to build services that are contextual learning and predictive. And this is where you have to take AI and you know take data in, take AI, do some analysis around it, and really try to do more real-time acting in the moment. That's one of the things that's really powerful about the edge is some of what we're doing is we're doing real-time streaming analytics where we're removing the latency, and therefore we can get to this point where you can say, okay, um, she picked it up, she put it down, she picked it up. Maybe she needs a promo code to actually walk out the door with it. Maybe it's just an issue of pushing a little bit over yeah. the edge. Uh, so when we when we look at the edge, you know, one and, and retailers, one of the things I'm curious about is what do you see as the role of the channel and how does that help? You know, it's interesting. Retail by its very nature is a channel. If you want to buy a laptop, you go into a Best Buy. They're not the manufacturer. Right. If you want to buy an appliance, right, you maybe go into a Sears if there's still one in your area or potentially that same Best Buy. Right. Or anything else. Uh and again, they're not the manufacturer. So retail has always used a dealer network or channels. Now, though, the channel's becoming multifaceted with retailers. It's becoming both a partner in their technology journey because they can't possibly have enough IT resources internally to come up with all of the answers, all of the analytics, all of the systems and processes, network security, cloud that they need. So they're using a lot more partners. In fact, 91% of the retail deals have a partner in it. Uh, helping to uh, identify technology or provide technology. And then they're using the channel as distribution points. We're seeing more and more marketplaces, which are third party. We're seeing more and more sales forces, which are third party. And I think what we've realized is that there are very, very few singular sales retail outlets now. They either are a channel or they use one. You know, Janet, you mentioned right at the top of the conversation the idea of separation of data and what data matters and what data doesn't matter. Um, so I wanna stay there a minute with you. Consumers themselves are increasingly aware of and really cautious about the data that retailers are pulling in and collecting. Um, Edge is gonna amplify that data, right? And concerns are gonna get amplified as well. How can a retailer balance that consumer concern while still getting value out of the edge. You know, I love that. And I think in the early days, we looked for permission, right? So we did things permission-based. So do I have your permission to put you on my email list? Do you, I have your permission to mail you a catalog. Do I have your permission to share your data? 
um, with the edge comes data that we may not necessarily have purchased or gotten, but they will receive as retailers, right? Location data, let's say, for example, or information from a, a mobile device. And so I think there's kind of three things that the retailer has to do. And the first one's really firmly on their shoulders. What is their policy about customer data? Truly understanding what my policy is about customer data. Do I retain it? Do I use it for my only my methods and not share it, not fall for the trap of, no, 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 we won't, we won't attribute it to anybody. We just want your aggregated data. Still my data still can be hacked. The second thing is really communicating with customers about why. Why do you need the data? We've all had this situation. It's not necessarily edge, but I'll use it as my example. We've all called into something that was automated and they've asked us for an account number or some other piece of identifying information. And then we have spoken with a representative of the company who then asked us for the same information. So if you're going to take my data, you better be using my data to improve my experience and you better be able to tell me how. That's the second thing. And then the third thing is really about immediacy. When I need the data in the minute that matters, I should use that data. Keeping only critical data that you need is really important. And I meet with retailers all the time who have an ever-growing amount of data. And they'll even talk about their storage. Oh, our storage just went up you know, 8x as we get more and more data. With Edge coming, they're going to get 100, 200, 300x that data. They've got to come up with a process to keep what they need, use it when they need it and get rid of it and get rid of it in a way that destroys it so that I don't have to worry about, you know, yet another intrusion uh, on my data as a customer. So you were bringing up some really interesting points around the concept of we used to permission data. And now things are changing a little bit in that regard. I mean, Arguably, one would say we still want to be able to permission data. But yeah. we started the conversation also with the talk about innovative new ways to market. Um, when you think about what retailers should be doing now, are there things they should be doing differently? I think there, there are. And I love retail, right? So I just want to make that statement. I still get a thrill of walking into a store uh, or on a great sale on a website. Uh, I'm retail at heart. Uh, and, and I think there are things that the retailers need to do. And, and the first thing, it almost is counterintuitive, but the first thing is understand that people enjoy shopping and stop making it so unenjoyable. Mm. Um, right. It, it really has become a little joyless. Um, and, you know, maybe make it fun again. Maybe make it something that you want to do uh, is the first piece of advice I would give every retailer. Um, the second thing is, you know, your teams really matter. Training your teams on how to use data, um, how to capture data, really critical right now. And it's hard to get good help, right? We're seeing such a, an issue in retail that I think that technology can be used to overcome some things. I don't mind scanning for, a, you know, price check. I don't mind self-checkout and mind all those things. But ultimately, that intimacy needs to come back. And I think the final thing, and maybe the innovative thing, is that edge compute will allow you to have data that can make my journey easier, whether it's on your website or whether it's in your store. And to the, to the aspect where all of us are always staring at that little triangle, integrate my experience then into the, into the whatever mobile device I'm staring at all the time and let me be intimate with my own device, a device I've given a lot of permissions to, uh, a device I rely on from everything from the weather to news to communication with my family. And, you know, invest the money to actually have the data meet me at the edge. 
really good answers. Well, we try to end the podcast with a fun fact. And I know you have one for us today, Miss Janet. So can you share your fun fact? I do. And you know, nothing's changed retail more in my mind than search engine, right? Because it used to be, hey, I wish I could find insert retail item of a beautiful yellow blouse like Joe has on. But where do I find it? Right. And and Google more than anything, changed our ability to find that blouse. We can take a picture of it, right? It'll find it, it'll find this near us, it'll find us at the right size, at the right price. The search engines have been masterful for retail. Um, but what some people don't know is that when Google was first envisioned and programmed, it actually wasn't called Google. It was called Backrub. And it was called Backrub because it was supposed to be something that meant made you feel as good as when <laughs> someone gave you a Backrub. You know, we love a Backrub, right? That was supposed to be the feeling. Now, there's a bunch of geeky guys never had a prom date in their life, didn't realize totally the wrong thing, right? Bad branding, period. Anybody can tell you that. And so somebody got in front of them and said, that's a really bad name. And they did a branding exercise and they renamed themselves to Google. But why Google? It's a great name. We all are like, hey, I Google this, I Google that. But it's because Google, G-O-O-G-O-L, is actually the number one followed by a hundred zeros. So really representing a number form, almost infinity, right? And so endless possibilities, a one with a hundred zeros, just endless possibilities. And by the way, the internet's probably more uh, than that, than the one in a hundred zeros, but that was the vision. And so they took Google and took it to Google and that's how it was named. I did not know that. That's so cool. And isn't it interesting that the word itself has become part of our lexicon, Right. Oh, I'm going to Google this. I'm going to Google this. Right. I'm going to Google this. Yeah. I mean, and when, when I'm going to say it for myself, when I was young, we had no Google. No, right? there was no Google. No. no, we had my dad. He seemed to know everything. You know, we had, we had some encyclopedias. Right. Um, we had encyclopedias. <laughs> did not have encyclopedias, right? Right. No. You had well, also libraries. You can right, the library and card catalogs, and right, but now there's Google. Uh, who knew how to use that Dewey Decimal system, right? Right, so. and, and by the way, now who knows how to use all the data from Edge Compute? So every generation has their challenges. That's their thing, right? So I love it. their things. Well, I can think of nothing better than endless possibilities for the Edge. I'm going to take that away. Um, Please make sure that you follow all of us. I'm at Maribel Lopez. Joe's at Digital Cloud Gal. Janet is at Channel Smart. And find us on LinkedIn as well. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We're on all of your favorite channels. Or you can find us on elevatetheedge.com to learn more about us, about the podcast, listen to episodes, and subscribe. Thanks, Janet. Thanks, Joe. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe so you can easily find us again. Follow us on Twitter at Maribel Lopez and at Digital Cloud Guy, and on LinkedIn. Links to our social profiles, show notes, and ways to listen to the podcast can be found at elevatetheedge.com. Hey.